0: Hello, everyone, and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode, we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host, Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. Welcome back, everyone. In this week's episode, I decided to spend some time reflecting on a topic that is part of our modern day lives social media. Tobias Vallone of Pure Body Arts in Manhattan messages us and gives us his unique perspective on the pros and cons and the life changing events that made him unplug from the network. So, without further ado, listen in as we discuss how social media can be a valuable tool to your business, what things come with online notoriety and how to tear down the invisible wall that it creates around you. Tobias, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your history within the industry?
1: Sure. Um, My name is Tobias, obviously. I have been piercing for uh, a little over six, six and a half years or so now. I did an apprenticeship under Sean Phillips in Virginia, who's now out of Austin, Texas. And I currently work at a studio called Pure Body Arts in Manhattan, uh, which is located inside of uh, Sacred Tattoo.
0: Are you a current member of the Association of Professional Piercers?
1: I am. Yes. Yeah. I've been. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been a member of the Association of Professional Piercers since uh, 2005, I believe.
0: And didn't you just help Pure with the transition in becoming members of the Association of Professional Piercers?
1: Yep. Uh, Pure Body Arts now houses the only two uh, members of the APP located in Manhattan. Um, we have a couple members in other bureaus as well, um, although we have also been uh, working to get a few other members uh, from around the city to join up relatively recently. So um, should hopefully be increasing that number in the city pretty soon.
0: Cool. So uh, basically, the reason why I wanted you to discuss this topic with me is because of your, your past throughout the history of me knowing you over the last maybe like five or six years. So... This week's topic is a double-edged sword in our industry, and that topic is social media. We know it has many pros in our industry, but it also comes with a lot of cons that a lot of people don't realize. So, Tobias, what is your history with using social media for the piercing industry?
1: Uh, When it comes to social media and body piercing, I have been a part of uh, online social media body piercing and body modification industry-wise since before I can even honestly remember. Uh, I mean, I spent time photoshopping a picture in order to lie and get a BME membership when I was like 13 or 14. Uh, and I've spent most of that time throughout, um, like, uh, reading old RAB archives, listening to old uh, interviews from Shannon being a part of I am, uh, and then transitioning into, you know, the Facebook, uh, side of body piercing, learning forums stuff on Instagram. And, uh, it was a, big thing on tumblr for a little while so i've kind of uh, done most of modern social media throughout body piercing and then a little bit of uh, what we had in the early 2000s
0: now i know that we talk about social media quite a bit and obviously i'm not going to deny that you know im was like an absolutely huge thing for our industry Mm -hmm. but not many people outside of our industry are actually going to know about that stuff so when it comes to using social media are you using it like primarily to promote yourself are you using it to display like pictures what what were you doing that was basically consuming a lot of your time to propel yourself in the industry
1: uh, well the really cool thing about I am, for example was that um especially then um, i was probably one of the first arguably uh large-scale social networks um in general not even just in our industry and so Um, What it really came down to is that uh, networking social media wise for the industry as well as everything from, um, you know, you're posting pictures of work, you're getting critique for certain things, you are networking with your peers, you're being able to go back and forth and uh, have these lengthy conversations with people you're nowhere near. And that was the main driving benefit of it is that uh, for someone who lived at the at the time, in an area that didn't have anyone really around me, or um, I was honestly just way too young at the time to be able to go into people's shops and, and talk to people. Um, it's a major communication tool and a huge benefit to anyone who um, you know needs that ability or uh, can greatly benefit from being able to network with people who are just not in their general vicinity. So um, that would be probably the biggest con to there. sorry pro I would say.
0: I do have to agree with that. In the last like five years or so, social media has been incredible for the for basically the networking aspect and being able to talk to other professionals in your industry. And it's not just our own. People use it for, I mean, hell, I'm using it for nerd groups all the time. I mean, you can use it for basically like any sort of hobby that you're looking Mm -hmm. into. So that's an aspect that really has helped lots of people connect with a ton of people outside of your personal friendship bubble and kind of go from there. So how much time were you spending on social media like let's say on an average like work day?
1: Oh, that's the most impossible to even guess. Um, between how busy the shop would be and how bedded it could possibly be on certain days, uh, I mean, a, a lot of my life was encompassed in that for a long time. Um, if I couldn't even begin to possibly put a, a limit of time on it. It was every single time there wasn't someone in the shop, or if I ran to the bathroom for a quick second, or it was taking a drink for a minute between stuff, or waiting between statum cycles. I was usually on my phone or browsing through Instagram or checking the Facebook statuses or Facebook groups and seeing who said what or who did what and this and that. Um, it takes up a. It took up a significant amount of my time for a very long time. Um, you know, it's it's part of your daily life, and when you have that, you know, that notification that someone said something on your post, that someone wrote something, you have that um, that desire to immediately go check it and see what's going on, and it makes you feel like you're really a part of something that's happening, even though it's not necessarily around you.
0: I can understand that too. Like, I mean, I'm guilty of like wanting to check my phone or see what's going on with friends or, or things of that nature.
1: And it's like with that sort of thing too, it's, it's always hard to, to quantify like exactly what it would come down to or time wise. But, um, I mean, a lot of times it's like you hear people talk about, um, you know, so you see memes in the internet of all sorts of jokes and of people you know who can't keep their phones away from themselves at dinner, or who can't keep their phones you know down if they're out with friends, or you know constantly have a phone stuck in their face twenty four seven. I think that's really what social media does to the majority of people at this point nowadays is it just completely engulfs your entire life at a certain point. You really check yourself to, to remind yourself that's not the real world and understand that you really have to actually step back and and talk to people in person and have a sit down conversation with someone, and you just really. You can follow someone for years and for years and for years and see every single post they ever write and every single word that ever comes out of their mouth and every single thing they ever post on Instagram, but you don't actually know that person at all. I think that's the biggest divide, of, uh, especially in things that should be like a small niche community, is that you just really run into the fact that you, you might have a bunch of friends and you might have a bunch of followers on the internet, but you don't really know anyone then you have these superficial connections that you, you are just a complete waste of time for the most part. And yeah, they'll help you network and networking is a really great thing. Um, but actually spending the time to have like one-on-one interactions with people is so worthwhile and so beneficial and so helpful to your career. Um, you'll, you'll get such a larger benefit out of doing that than you will actually spending time online. Like just in terms of like opportunity cost wise, uh, there's so many better ways to spend your time. If you're considering that time, to be productive towards your job. If you're just sitting on your phone and you want to waste some time and, you know, talk about what you ate for dinner or what the latest sports team is doing, whatever, it's not going to hurt you whatsoever. But if you think that sitting there and scrolling through every single person's Instagram on a regular basis, or like browsing the latest topic on the learning forum is going to make a difference for you. You know, it might give you one or two little tidbits of information, but um, it's like Adam was saying, the best thing you can possibly do is go sit down with someone in person and have a conversation with them. You're trying to benefit yourself.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm notorious for, being the person who will go out to dinner with friends and be like, okay, everyone put their phone in the middle of the table. Everybody stack them all up. And the first person to look at their phone has to pay for the bill. Oh, absolutely. And you'd be surprised how many people don't look at their phone. Yeah. Well, it's,
1: um, it's one of those things where as soon as you kind of pointed out to something, really start to, to look back and kind of notice it. Uh, it wasn't until I really got rid of a bunch of stuff and really scaled back the time I was spending. I really, really would not have ever looked at it that way and, and thought about how much time I was wasting. And even looking at it now and um, like, I'll sit down at dinner or else I'll, in the shop or I'll be wherever um, and just kind of standing there with my phone in my pocket and just looking at everyone else doing it. And yeah, it's not like ruining their lives by any means, but it's kind of funny to look at it from an outside perspective uh, because when you've grown so accustomed to it, you just don't really realize how much time you're actually wasting uh, and how much of a con it could potentially be. You know, it does benefit you in a lot of ways. There's no regard. Like there's no concept behind that at all to disagree with. But uh, it's just strange to kind of look at it from an outside perspective.
0: Yeah, it really is. And I mean, don't take this the wrong way, Tobias. (laughs) I consider I consider you to be like a former king of like internet kind of activity. I whenever I remember the first handful of times I was meeting you, I was spending more time watching you post what was going on than actually enjoying what was going on. Oh yeah,
1: I was I was spending more time posting what was going on than I was enjoying it either. Um, I mean, when yeah. I first, uh, the first time I ever went down and shadowed Adam, I was trying to learn under Adam, uh, he jokingly spent the entire day introducing me to every single client he talked to. He was like, Hey, this is Tobias. He's famous on the internet. Um, which at the time was just, it was, you know, a really funny joke, but it was really introspective of like, you're just wasting so much time. And it wasn't, he really put it in a nice way, but... It was one of those things where it was just like, ah, this kid's all he does. That's all this kid is known for. That's all this kid is really does on a daily basis, is just in the internet. And It was true. It was a really, really hard lesson to learn.
0: I can, I can totally see that. And as we all know, Adam is extremely honest when it comes to those types of <laughs> Absolutely. things. Absolutely. But I think it's just really important to for a lot of people to actually hear from you because you're, you know, I. How do I put this? I talk to you almost on. Well, I talk to you almost on a daily basis. But that's in, like, a chat between you, I, and a few other piercers. And it's so interesting because I've gotten to know you a lot more over the last, like, eight months or so just doing that than I did the entire time I thought I knew you through posting through social media and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, like, I think is one of the, the biggest um, issue that I see with people that I now watch doing the same exact things that I was doing for a long time. That- um, you just don't really necessarily realize kind of what's going in, what's going through your head and what's going on and, and kind of like how superficial it really is. And the biggest thing that concerns me is watching people do the exact same thing and not really realizing how detrimental it could possibly be to them um, and falling into the same kind of patterns. Because um, it's, it's in the industry itself when, you're, when you consider the social networking part of it and you consider kind of like the, the small community niche underground um, one of the things I always joke about and that I've, I've always used a regular basis is that the worst part about piercing is piercers sometimes, um, hands down regardless. And so sometimes the community itself is you want to actually have a chance to talk to people and not necessarily talk to an idea of what you think piercers are or who's on top of what chain of command or who's the coolest person here and, and just kind of live life and, and actually talk to people and then have conversations with real people.
0: It's very surprising and it's absolutely refreshing to to hear your viewpoints on this cuz i've i i hate to say it but like will von dad the whole time i'm like hey we should talk like put your phone down like i'm only 34 and i mean i'm in that weird stage where like i'm the last generation that was like the internet happened when i was great. you know like <laughs> i hate to say that shit but it's true and it's it's very unusual to be to see the generational gap between the ones that have always had it and the ones that haven't had it mm-hmm or like had it like develop – and it's, it's very interesting because usually later on the, like, secondary generation, which I'm just going to lump you into, starts to realize they're like, whoa, maybe I should, like, put my phone down or maybe I shouldn't really care so much about what this guy is doing, you know, halfway across the country or what this guy is saying to me. Because it ultimately doesn't really impact your day-to-day life.
1: No, not at all. Um, what I will always tell everyone, like, yeah, networking is great. Networking is wonderful. You should want to network Absolutely. as far as you possibly Possibly can with people in different countries and in different states and in different cities and and maybe next door. Um, But at the end of the day, no one else in the entire world pays your bills. And what you do in your day job is what matters more than anything else, you know? I see a lot of people falling into the same pattern of uh, obsessing more so over like what response their post gets on social media rather than what they actually did that day. You know, um, people who are stressing more so on who liked their photo or how many likes or shares their photo got rather than caring that the client who got the piercing is happy when they leave. You know, someone will spend more time taking a picture and editing a picture than they will actually talking to the client or, or even doing the piercing itself sometimes. Um, And it's strange to watch that because you care more about validation from your peers who are never going to have a single thing to do with your business than you do your actual clients who are, one, paying your bills, and two, keeping the lights on in your studio.
0: Right. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because I'm really happy to hear that from you. (laughs) And it is startling how much – I hate to say it, and I hate saying like younger piercers, but piercers that are very new to the piercing industry – hang on to every single word that someone else says and they get real upset when like maybe someone doesn't absolutely love the piercing that they just did or something among mm-hmm. those lines. But like I look at like, I hate to say it, but like I look at their social media and it's just things that they do that they perceive will get more percent. It, it is startling to me that like, I'll look at a lot of them and I'm like, where did that post go? And then I'll like, You know, I've reached out and I've been like, hey, like, that was a really cool picture. Like, where'd it go? And they're like, oh, it didn't get enough likes. Like, oh, excuse me. It didn't get enough likes. It didn't get enough traction. I took it off. Maybe I'll post it again later. And I was like, why? Why would you do that? Like, I understand it's important. And our industry is, you know, very visual. So, you know, having potential future employers or like future clients like see piercings is one thing. But to completely just worry about it in that regard so heavily just melts my brain.
1: Oh, no, I completely agree with you in that sense. Um, and I've, I've been guilty of the same sort of thing. Um, and it's just really kind of a strange concept. Um, but the issue that comes in with that sort of thing, which is really hard for people to, to get kind of between, and which is the problem that I saw for a long time in myself and in other piercers, um, is the difference between social networking as social networking and social networking as business marketing. Um, and from a business marketing pers- pers- standpoint, you should absolutely care how many likes your Instagram photo got. Um, but th- it comes down to what your motivation is and knowing that your motivation is in a, a good spot that's going to be beneficial for your business and that's going to be just healthy for you, honestly. Um, If you're trying to get more Instagram likes in your photo to increase your organic reach and to, uh, you know, build up your brand and build up your social networking platform, awesome. If you're doing it just because it makes you feel good to see a certain amount of likes on a picture and know that a certain amount of people saw it and thought you did a great job and everything like that. Like, yeah, it's it's okay and it's cool and it's a fun thing. But don't put your entire worth in that, you know, Um, like don't. Like quit putting so much emphasis on who sees and who likes your picture, or you know who saw it and liked it enough to double tap on an Instagram. It doesn't matter. The other
0: thing that I see a lot of is a lot of people caring about like how many followers they have or things of that
1: nature. Oh, absolutely, that. yeah, and that's the biggest, the biggest, biggest issue I think is is about social media in general. I mean, if you have fifteen, let's say random number fifteen thousand followers, your fifteen thousand followers are. Acc- the entire world. Now, if you break that down to major metropolitan areas, major states, major cities, or just even by like country, how many of those people do you actually think are in your city? Five? Ten maybe? Or like yeah, maybe 20? the ones 20? that will actually make you money. Yeah, like the, how many of those people are actually going to bring you business? I and mean, don't get me really, there's some uh, studios out there and there's some piercers out there who have a really, really strong following and are able to, you know, sell jewelry and ship jewelry across the world. Awesome. It's very few people. You, you have to keep that in mind that it's it's a realistic thing. You shouldn't be trying to build your follower count to just look cooler on the internet or have more followers, you know? Uh, it comes back to using your social media as a marketing tool, as a business tool. And if you're going to do that with it, awesome. But keep your expectations in a realistic part and don't get big-headed with the idea of having a million followers, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a really big thing. The counter-argument that I hear a lot, a lot of people say in regards to that is, oh, like, you know, this person has like 62,000 followers and they get like a ton of business. Okay, cool. Cause they have a web store. Mm -hmm. Like they are just an online company. The thing that makes you special is your personality. It's your hands. It's your ability to create a connection with a client and unfortunately, the guy who's selling, you know, patches or pins can ship all over the world. 62,000, good for him. I would rather have 50 solid followers in my my town than I would having like 50,000 followers otherwise.
1: Absolutely. And the, the tough part is that is that when you have certain social media, and this is a totally different subject entirely, I, I can tell for hours and he actually wants to hear me. Um, but with Instagram and of course you do have this system where the more people who like your photo, the more people technically see your photo. And so it does compound from that. Um, it's just, you just have to really understand what you're actually doing, where you're trying to go with it and just be real with it. Um, and honestly, if you want to have a really, really interesting time, find the people who have the most followers on Instagram or Tumblr, or something like that, and ask them what it's like. Cause I'll be honest with you when you talk to them, it's a really obnoxious process. It's not like you have a bunch of people who are happily hitting you up to make appointments for stuff. It's a very, very tedious, very, very annoying system to be in. Uh, it's really hard to kind of describe what it actually goes through, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, you, people get super, super creepy. People get really weird. It's it's very uncomfortable to be in that position. It seems like a great thing from the outside, but it's very, very uncomfortable when you're actually there.
0: I remember one of the times that we were having a conversation together in Vegas, and you were telling me that a large portion of your time when your numbers were at their, let's say, just say, like your peak, uh, was trying to find shops for the people who are following you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it wasn't even my business at all, which is, is great. You know, I'll um, uh, throw a shout out to AJ real quick, and the same thing that we the Ask a Professional Piercer forum on Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just constant time. And what that, all that really did is it really lets you know how many people just don't or have no chance of being a client of yours at all. Um, it doesn't mean that they're worthless as, as people to follow you on Instagram or people that you want seeing your work. Um, it just really puts it into perspective and, and really kind of reminds you what you should actually be focusing on, which is building your local clientele, doing local outreach, handing out flyers and cards to people everywhere you go, um, having a chance to actually sit down with people and meet clients outside the studio and you know foster relationships locally that will actually pay off for you in much much bigger and better ways um, rather than putting all of your time somewhere and I think if I had to really break it down, that's the one biggest concern is that um, social media is one facet of your business and it should be one facet of your advertising as well. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, uh, they've proven time and time again, that with a flip of a switch, they can completely change every single system you think they're familiar with. And if your entire business market is on having a bunch of Instagram followers and Instagram changes their algorithm tomorrow to mean that only five people see your post now, what are you going to do when you have no local clientele that you've decided you've actually dedicated time to building up?
0: Right, and that's a terrifying like aspect as a business owner. Mm-hmm. I remember that I was getting when classy body art was in full swing. I was getting people driving all the way up from you know New York City, where you're located, up to come see me because of my uh, like health and safety posts and things of that nature. Yes. But like that's rad. But I mean, I can count that many clients on like one hand. I I always describe it as um, I I mean I've mentioned it to. Uh, Brian and Tyler down here at Born This Way is that you have to have that like mayor persona and like go out and like do outreach, like go meet with people, go help with like certain groups that you align with, Um, say hi to people that you see as clients in restaurants or like speak to people and kind of like sell yourself when you're out and about. Obviously, it's different for you because you're in a major city. But for example, in the city that I was in that had 200,000 people, like it wasn't that hard, but you're always constantly doing it. And that's what made my business grow faster than I ever anticipated, was because I was talking to those people, or I was aligning myself with certain groups and building up my reputation in my area, as opposed to my reputation online.
1: Absolutely. It's, you know, there's the the age old saying that the word of mouth is the best advertising you could ever possibly get. And that's completely true in in every facet possible. Uh, I mean, I I work in a city where probably nine out of 10 people I see on a regular basis don't live here. Um, but a lot of our business comes from word of mouth, comes from uh, reviews, more than it does anyone's social media aspect. Now, that said, I live in a city with two piercers who were extremely f- – uh, oh, can't think of a word right now. Um, <laughs> <Do you laughs> oh, God. Famous? Say, that um, that kind of <laughs> I guess famous is – with two people who are very, very proficient at social media and who use social media to the best possible extent that I think is, is healthy uh, in this industry. Um, and yeah, it brings them a ton and ton of clients. There's ways to do it that are, that are healthy, and there's ways to do it that are beneficial. Um, but there's still downsides to it, and that's the really tricky part. You know? um, you're going to occasionally get messages that are just really mean from people from absolutely no reason whatsoever. And it's very strange, and you think about it as something you can brush off. When you're getting like 15 of them a day, it's kind of weird. Um, And it gets a little
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, we're not rock stars. We're not robots, despite I wish Mm -mm. it was. But, I mean, the the big thing is, is, like, having a bunch of random strangers that you've never met tell you that you're terrible at what you do or what you find extremely passionate, no matter how tough your skin is, like, that's eventually going to chip away and erode at you enough where if it's on a daily basis, it could affect you as a person. And that's – that is – absolutely awful like that should never be something that a normal person has to deal with
1: oh, absolutely and that's um personally speaking that's one of the biggest reasons i backed away from a lot of the discussions and a lot of like large quarters and rather just like smaller groups like what you and i have and I have with a couple other people, um, because it's essentially uh, one of the biggest gripes that I have with the industry is that um, as an industry, we've been encouraging assholes to run the piercing community for a really long time, like since the 90s. Keith Alexander was really, really well known for doing that. Um, And everyone will always claim that it's tough love and it's always beneficial. But I mean, in the last couple years, especially if we to not name names, we think about who the the last person well known for that was, uh, it benefited no one. You know, it's, it's like uh, when Adam was on, uh, and you guys were talking about um, how it's okay to, to grow slowly and you don't necessarily have to jump into things the next day. Uh, telling someone that they have to immediately be the best piercer in the world or they should quit or kill themselves, for example, you know, that's, that's not a healthy attitude to have towards anyone in any career ever and what really happened to a certain extent and what it really seems like is that body piercers, like admittedly all of us were, you know, kind of like nerdy outcast kids for the most part. You know, you we weren't necessarily like your Absolutely. high school jock. Um, but we all ended up in a career that in, in terms of like public knowledge is pretty, it's considered relatively cool. You know? Um, and I think what happened is that like body piercers somewhere along the line decided to look at the movie mean girls and think that, that was like a positive, uh, like place to go with it. Um, and it, it really is just not healthy at all. And it's um, it's nice to see people moving away from that and, and trying to go back into the area of talking to people one-on-one and just going and shadowing people and realizing that a lot of those things, even though... Uh, something like a a learning forum might have a really, really great basis to it and a really great intention. Um, Just sometimes doesn't always have the same goal uh, because we as an industry, and we're all guilty of this, have done a wonderful job of making the people who go in and talk down to people and who genuinely just have nothing better to do in their day, but to put down other people for doing the exact same job they do as these holistic gods of the world. Um, And it's, it just fosters a really, really poor, you know, self-image and younger piercers who then don't want to share anything or who don't want to be a part of things, and it, it actually hurts people rather than it helps them. And you know, you might see that one person who goes into those forums years later and says, "Oh, hey, thanks." You know, you guys were total dickheads to me, and I'm a great piercer now. If you don't hear from the 50 people that read that didn't ever say anything and you know decided to never ask for help again or decided to never talk to anyone again or anything like that, and it's uh, all of us are guilty of it. I am absolutely guilty of being that person at some point because I saw someone else do it and I thought it was a healthy attitude to. Emulate Um, again. Going back to Keith, for example, as just a person I can name, uh, not to shame the dead. Um, But you know, it was a common idea that yeah, we're going to be dicks to you, but you're going to learn more about it afterwards. It was like tough parenting. You know, we're not beating kids anymore because we learned it doesn't really work the way we thought it did. Uh, The same sort of thing kind of goes with that. And it's a strange thing to try and explain to people because all of us have piercing in such a strong place in our hearts that we really, really, really care about it and what someone does next door seems to think that it's going to be the worst thing in the world and it's going to kill your clients and the end of the world, but just try to help people. Um, One of the biggest things I think could have ever helped me personally was moving to a city where uh, everyone here gets along with each other. And it really encourages a, a nice environment of, you know, uh, cohabitat in the city and communicating with each other and having a positive outlook towards things and helping each other grow and helping each other learn. um, The difference it makes is massive. And it's almost sad to look back and see what that can be like versus what it is.
0: You know, I mean, we've been friends long enough where you've seen me time and time again, be like, Hey, you know, I'm I'm really happy that you posted this. I really appreciate you putting yourself out there so that you can... You know, better yourself and learn more, let me suggest what I would do, what I wouldn't do. And it, and like I said, with the topic of this week's episode, it being a double-edged sword, one of the things that I believe was occurring is everyone was on the defense. They wanted to put themselves out there to become, how do I put this, to sit at the cool kid table. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they kept trying to do so, but in the point where they are like, no, 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 no. Like, this is right for this reason. And it's like, no, these Certain individuals have a lot of experience, and they want to make sure that you're doing it right. But on the same note, going about it the wrong way is extremely de- detrimental as well. I hated that whole thing; I really did. I, I really thought it was uh, it. It wasn't helping anyone. But I mean, there are people that did, you know, grow from it. But like you said, we only know the people that have. Made it through it, not the people that just like gave up and walked
1: away from mm-hmm.
0: it. Absolutely. That was weird. I don't know if that came across right.
1: <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. That's, it's, a, you know, it's, it's, yeah. We can only judge so much of it. You know, it's saying that um, you never see any of your problems come back. You know, your problems are more likely to go somewhere else to get solved than they are to come back to you. And so same sort of thing goes. I mean, if you're just using positive affirmation to consider yourself the best person in the world, because nobody responded and said, Oh, you know, you made me hate myself so much that I quit piercing entirely, even though I was doing an okay job. uh, It's a sad thing. And we're, we're not benefiting the industry at all by doing that. You know, it's, it's so much infighting and it's, it's just hurting everyone more than it's actually helping. Yeah, the person who's currently using via jewelry is maybe not doing the best thing possible. But at the same time, they're trying to get better. They're asking for help. They're actively trying to be a part of something. And if you shut them out and shun them, you're just going to ruin their opinion on the industry as a whole. And they're not going to really be as open to listening to you or asking things, or asking for your help anymore, which, again, just hurts all of us in the long run.
0: I think you really have a valid point there. And it's weird. It's And I will agree with what you were saying. Like the industry itself, like I always imagine it as like high school. Like we we're all – a large percentage of us were like the outcasts that like kind of sat by themselves and kind of hung out and weren't the coolest kids ever. Mm-hmm. Now the tables have flopped and now we do something that's like super interesting and super trendy and cool that a lot of people are envious of and we've tasted the Kool-Aid and we want more of it. Whereas – I mean, I've said this to you countless times before, like if you're not my wife, my family, or my dogs, I really don't care what you think about me because those are the things that matter. And unfortunately, a lot of people validate themselves with the opinions of others within the industry, and that's a really dangerous spot to be in because to them, you're just someone random on the internet. But to you as the individual, they are Batman status, like the coolest thing you could ever imagine. Yep.
1: And I think with that, a lot of people don't necessarily realize when they say something. It's like you said. Um, the, another analogy that we use all the time is that uh, you might pierce 50 people in one day. You might, you're probably not going to remember every single person. But for that one person you pierce, that's the only piercing they have. They're going to remember you for the rest of their lives. Uh, you know, you might talk to 50 piercers in one day about something, or you might make a post at a hundred piercers see, and you might not realize that what you said could be taken in a lot of different ways. I'm absolutely guilty of this. Don't like I'm I mean, they're throwing stones in the glass house here. Um, but it's, it's really one of those things that I, I took a step back on and I started looking at, and I think the general attitude we have towards, um, just speaking to each other as professionals on social media could be much more positive and much more uplifting and much more about um, reaffirmation of benefits and trying to actually teach each other things rather than just yelling at each other all the time and saying who's wrong and who's right and not really being able to actually have a conversation without things getting heated and mad and angry and all sorts of different things like that. I mean, it doesn't benefit anyone in the end. That's what it really comes down to.
0: I do think it's very important how you speak to people. And that is something that I've been closely paying attention to. And I mean, uh, our good friend, Brett Graham had done like his study about like texting and how that communication actually works. Mm -hmm. It's actually really interesting. We'll like include the link in the show notes. But the big thing is, is that how we speak to each other is evolving. So it's not like everyone is just like holding each other's hands, wearing kids gloves and not telling people, you know, hard things that they need to hear, but it's more of a constructive criticism. So case in point, let's say you posted a picture and I was like, oh, I don't really know about that, Tobias. I would go ahead and be like, hey, Tobias. I was like, can you tell me how you did this? Or like, are you happy with how everything sits? And if you respond to me, like, why do you ask? I'd be like, well, you know, I may not like how this sits. And I think maybe if you changed this part of your procedure, like it would work a little bit better. And and it's a two way street. Like it really Mm -hmm. is like me reaching out, trying to like help an individual. And I'm not saying that I need to help you. God, you have more years in piercing than I do. But then on the other end too, not being upset from your perspective that someone is saying maybe that's not 100 percent awesome.
1: Now, the really important thing there as well is that um, you have to, it takes a long time to get that position, I think, in- especially when we still have apprenticeships that kind of encourage beating people down to the lowest possible point when it comes to their self-esteem. Um, you don't necessarily always want to have someone tell you that. And it's, it's tough to hear that stuff. That's 100% true. It's one of the things that everyone will always say is it's really tough to have someone come to you and say, hey, this thing that you were really proud of probably isn't as good as it could have been. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with tone, like you were saying. And um, that's extremely difficult to, to tell over the Internet. Um, there are a bunch of people who have never had a conversation with me who will tell you that I am the largest asshole they have ever met um, because that's the way certain people will read things I write. Um, and that's I can't blame anyone for that because tone is impossible to read over text. Um, but in that same sense, it's also really good to, to keep in mind that if you are going to message someone like that, um, one of the most helpful things you can actually say, and I learned this from a retail job I had years and years ago, funny enough, um, was that not everyone – uh, wants to hear feedback, uh, which is okay. And not everyone wants to hear feedback at the time point when you say it. So what we were taught you know, in this, this course years and years ago um, was that it's okay to go to someone and say, Hey, uh, do you mind if I give you feedback on this? Or, hey, would you be open to hearing feedback on this post? Or, you know, can I give you some feedback? Or can I give you my thoughts on this? Uh, and it's okay to say no. I mean, if, if You know, if you don't want to hear it that day, you're not in the mood for it, or you know that if someone says something to you, you're going to fly off on them or you're going to snap, Um, Say no, back away. But at at that point, the person who's going to them and asking if they want feedback has offered the advice. The person there has been able to, to take a chance to think about if they want to take it or not. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Even if they don't take it that day, they know they can potentially come back for it in the future and know that they can have an actual conversation rather than just feel like they're getting yelled at. Um, I know a ton of piercers who will message me sometimes um, screenshots of of things that people will say to them and they'll be like, hey, why is this person being so mean to me about this post? Or, you know, why is so-and-so being a jerk about this? And a lot of times I don't think that the person who's sending those messages necessarily has a a malicious intent to them. It just sometimes comes off that way since we really can't tell tone from the internet. We can't tell sarcasm from the internet. We can't tell how serious someone's being. Um, So sometimes just opening up that dialogue in a much more neutral way can really really help to bridge that gap like it can make a huge difference
0: so true beyond (laughs) truth like uh, the internet you can't read if someone is being sarcastic you can't be read if someone's being angry like for for case in point okay you are talking to your significant other it could be about any subject and they respond with okay yeah (laughs) are they a are they upset like is that okay like oh god then now they're angry at me you have no idea it is one letter <laughs> seriously one letter and nobody has any idea if they're upset or not and it just it's just there to show you like like how you can interpret one thing so it is it is something that you know is important that when you do explain things to people on the internet, you try to explain it as clearly as human humanly possible without having any sort of confusion in there. Just be like, Hey, like I wanted to post this because explain it, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, like I said, and like you said as well, when it comes to that type of thing, like some people may not be receptive about it, but that is, that is usually a time where you want to reflect on yourself because hearing things that you may not be doing you know, 100% well or like absolutely perfect is always a good thing because it allows you to maybe see an outside view of... It's
1: still nice to also not be for it, you know, because it's you just might run into a day where you're just having a shitty day and you don't want to hear it from somebody and it's just going to ruin your day instead of actually helping you and benefiting you. Uh, And so it's nice to to have that ability to kind of have that conversation if you want to, not necessarily need to, and at least have a platform where you know that you could go to somebody with questions and not feel like you're getting attacked. Um, for a long time, I had Pierce. That's one of the best. You know, friends that I have right now are piercers who will come to me with questions, um, knowing that I'm not going to judge them for it. I'm not going to you know, give them an opinion either way or not, unless they ask me for it. They just want an answer. Um, and I think that's one of my you know, my favorite interactions to have with people is, you know, someone who will just come and say, Hey, I've got a question. Can you help me with this thing? And we'll just talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Um, we do dinners in the city sometimes but we'll pick a subject and we'll go out and we'll sit over dinner for two or three hours and just talk about this one thing and just, you know, relax and have fun and, and be able to actually grow each other. Um, which is totally capable of something you can do on social media. If you know the person, you know what the person's looking for, you know how much critique they're willing to take or how much critique they're actually looking for. You know, it's, I think it's just that we all got really, really sucked into a culture where it was about, you know, proving you're better than the next person or proving that the one person is more inferior to you because they didn't do as good of a job on something. and. Yeah, there's health and safety aspects of it, and there's certain things you definitely shouldn't be doing if you're hurting your clients. But um, it's like what Colin was saying for the most part. You know, uh, put the pickles in the sandwich. That's kind of it. Um, from a lot of what we do, as long as you're meeting basic health and safety standards or getting close to basic health and safety standards, is things that can be improved on in small amounts in small periods of time. And yeah, you're not going to like wake up tomorrow and be the world's greatest piercer ever. No one is. No one's that piercer. But it does make a huge difference in helping you benefit and helping you work toward. Towards, you know, being a better technician at something.
0: So Tobias, we started at the top of the mountain where we did a ton of social media and spent a large portion of our time on various platforms figuring everything out. So recently uh, when you I, I'm I'm going to say it Tobias in the age of pure, because I have really started noticing it after you started working there. It seemed like your whole attitude on social media changed. How did you go about doing that? Like, was there any special things that you did to change it? Are, are you feeling certain ways about it now?
1: Uh, well, funny enough, I would describe it more so as Tobias after the medical, because um, <laughs> that's really what it came down to. Um, what it came down to for me personally was that um, I was facebook one day and um i saw a post that came across my feed from another friend's post um, of a completely different industry a completely different world essentially Um, and it was inner community bickering in a way that's very very similar to things that happen in piercing industries when like one person was doing something wrong the other person was trying to tell them but it was way more mean than necessary and they kind of got into a fight and seeing it from an outside perspective really made me step back and, and just go, "Oh, this is what we all look like, and this is what we're all doing." Um, and I backed away from everything. You know, I, I was just getting angry when I would see posts on Facebook of things I didn't like, or you know, so and so piercer did this one thing, or so and so piercer made this weird piece of jewelry that I didn't love. And um, it was like other people's interactions and what other people did in their in their careers and in their shops was just like making me angry and upsetting me and ruining my day and all sorts of craziness. Um, and I just started backing away from it and I, I deleted, I honestly like, got rid of all the Facebook groups and forums at first and took a time at a time off of that. Um, I spent a couple months just traveling for a while and kind of ignoring my phone and being too busy to really work on it. Um, and the, the difference it's really made has been fascinating and, you know, I don't open up my phone every single day anymore and scroll past something and get mad and angry about it and decide to subtweet someone in a Facebook status or, you know, get into an argument over something. And it's kind of nice to, to just not have that in the face anymore. Uh, but I've really taken a backseat to it at this point now, and it really kind of like backed away from it, and um, it just got it got weird and it got uh, over encompassing.
0: I really feel like it envelops you. You spend a lot of time trying to make sure that you're looking okay, making sure that nobody's saying anything negative, like engaging yourself with customers and clients, and then ultimately at the end of the day. When, like, for example, with me, like, I go into bed with my dogs and my wife, and I'm like, what the hell have I done today? I've just dicked around on the internet instead of hanging out with the missus and, like, figuring something out. And that's when, that's when personally I was like, I'm going to backpedal from a lot of stuff because when I look at my interaction with the industry currently, I spend a lot of my time trying to help up and coming piercers and spend a lot of time doing this podcast. That's probably the thing I spend the most most time on. But then in addition to that, like I'd rather spend time leaving my phone at home and going for a walk with my wife and my dogs and and things like that. And it's ultimately made me more a lot more happier than I was being like, hold on, I can't go out. I need to like be by the phone charger because I need to get through this argument. Cause some guy said one thing about something that doesn't really.
1: Work. Exactly. No, no, no. Hang on. I, I, um, yeah, it's a ridiculous thought to have. And it's, it's kind of funny because when you're doing it, it doesn't seem like it's a weird thing at all. It doesn't seem like it's a bad thing. And even if people tell you it's that, um, until you really step away from it and you put your phone down for a minute and you walk away and you like, you know i don't know what anyone got into an argument on facebook about today i have no idea i have no absolute clue what the like current learning form threat is and i'm totally okay with that it hasn't affected my opinion on anything it hasn't affected my views on anything it's not paying my bills again like it's it's fine you know? Um, and yeah the amount of time i was just wasting sitting on my phone dealing with all this stuff i mean there's i got right, long story short i got an argument with somebody last when i was in uh, i was in london at the time and i was literally i was in a different fucking country sitting on my phone reading Facebook arguments. Like, what the fuck are you doing at that point? Um, and so it was just one of those funny things to kind of look back on and think like, all right, I'm wasting so much time. I'm not living in the now. I'm sitting on my phone arguing with somebody across the country. It doesn't even matter what they're doing to me. Um, nowadays, I got back into playing video games and reading and working on my own shop and fixing my own stuff at home and all sorts of craziness that I suddenly have all this free time to do.
0: Yeah, it's surprising <laughs> how much time you get. Once you start, I don't want to say leaving it, but basically you are—you're just leaving it behind because you're not spending all your time. I mean, focused on one thing. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, if you look at the timestamps on on like old conversations and stuff, you're like, shit, what have I been doing for twenty-five minutes? Yeah,
1: exactly. I've
0: I've been dicking around on the internet. Like now, half my day is gone. I got to get ready for work, and you're just like, what is what is this? And I. I, it sucks that you get so enveloped for it, and it. I'm not gonna lie; it's real hard to like pull yourself away mm-hmm. from it because you feel like you're gonna have FOMO, like you're gonna have fear of missing out.
1: Exactly, and that's one of the hardest things about getting rid of social media, especially as some like, like 20s. Is that um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff I don't know. A bunch of things someone tells me about it, I have an idea, and it, it's definitely a crazy thing to to hear that. But then you also have to realize that a lot of the stuff that you're you're fearful of missing out on, you really don't care about, you know, like you, you wanted to see it. Yeah. And you got that side of, doing it and whatever. And but it doesn't matter anything in the long run. It was a total waste of your time. It didn't teach you anything. You didn't learn anything from it. You just, you know, you were sitting there and you read it and you happened to be there for it. And that's it. <laughs> it's over.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that you're just trying to be the coolest kid on the block or, or, you know, something, but basically the main thing and I I hate to say that I'm enjoying listening to you talk about (laughs) it, but like I I think the main thing that I'm trying to get from this conversation is the fact that if it's not in your hometown, if it's not one of your clients, if it's not affecting you day to day, it makes me think of this quote that I had like I had read when I was in funeral directing school, which is basically if it isn't fatal, it's no big deal and ultimately that's where this stands don't get me wrong like if you're going to a location and you want to figure out what's going on there like cool like that's that's great but if some guy in florida when you live in like colorado wants to say something shitty to you like cool man like yeah who cares all right like who nobody cares and your clients aren't going to see that and then i i hate to say it but like another negative is is like that person could indirectly affect your business by starting like an argument or posting negative things about your industry and i mean it's just better off just focusing on yourself focusing on your community and focusing on your clients
1: yep and if there's there's one big thing that um you know i loved about the idea of you know the specific topic is that um uh, it, like seeing behaviors that I did, um, in younger piercers now is, is, definitely put me in an interesting perspective because, um, even just looking back and talking about the subject now, it's funny to me because it sounds so goddamn outlandish that someone could ever possibly waste that much time or ever possibly care that much about this. Um, and there's going to be people who listen to this, who think that a hundred percent who go, ah, it's not a problem for me. It doesn't matter whatsoever. Cool. Awesome. Keep on what you're doing. You're doing a great job at life. Enjoy it have fun. But there's going to be people who listen to this and think back and realize how excited you get every single time someone likes your Instagram post or, you know, you probably remember who liked that last like ear picture you posted, but you probably can't remember that client's name. Uh, And so you're like, people will see, will absolutely, you know, put themselves in these shoes. And that's what I really wanted to be able to talk to you and say, like, you have a chance to realize that you're doing this sort of thing. Take a step back, think about it, really like take the time to, to be introspective about it and, and wonder what you're actually doing and if it's going to benefit you. Um, certain interactions you have, you don't necessarily need to have. Certain times you're going to get into arguments and fights with somebody, it's really not going to help you. It's not going to benefit you at all. N- nothing you do on the internet that's going to do that is ever going to benefit you. No one gives a shit that you won an argument with someone in a different state on Facebook. However, a whole bunch of people are now going to have a very different opinion of you Despite the fact they've never met you, despite the fact that it has nothing to do with the quality of the work you put out, just because they saw something you wrote, they thought you looked like an asshole at one point, and they wrote you off entirely because of it. Uh, Don't go down that path. It's not worth it. It will not benefit you in the slightest. People will tell you all the time not to do it. You're still going to do it. Back away. Seriously. Take the time. Listen to somebody who's done the same exact thing before. There's no pro to it at all. Like social media is wonderful. Yeah. Social media is wonderful as a networking aspect. It's great for business in some aspects. You just really got to think about it as, as something that's genuinely serious and could actually affect your career. Uh, is that a great thing? No, absolutely. I am the biggest proponent of someone who will stand here and say that nothing you post on social media should ever at, like impact your career whatsoever. As long as you're not posting anything associated with work that would be you know considered something outlandishly crazy by any means or like racist, stupid shit by any means. Um, but your personal life shouldn't affect your job. However, that is not the way the world works. So even if you think that nothing you post on the internet is ever going to affect you in real life, sorry, tough shit. That's not how it goes. It absolutely will.
0: Ah uh, man, I I hate using these as comparisons, but like there are times where I was like Tobias, are you sure you want to be like saying those types of things? And you're like, no, it has to get done. <laughs> Fine. Like, but that's and I want to make sure I'm I'm being very very clear when i say this like i'm the old man in this conversation tobias is not (laughs) tobias may be like a few years older than like a lot of the you know worse offenders in our industry that are like making blog posts are like doing ridiculous stuff on social media it's not just old man get off my lawn will it's it's more of a hey like the things you do on the internet usually don't go away
1: no not at all
0: yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> scariest man with a photo reel is <laughs> is definitely Tobias. But like the the big thing that I just want to make sure that our our listeners know is this this is not just like piercing industry type thing. This is something that like all industries are looking at now. Where I don't know if you've seen it or not, but like a lot of like internships make sure that you write down like what your social media yeah. handles are and things like that because mm-hmm. they look into that like cuz you are a liability now cuz in this day and age like anything that you say represents them by like some sort of association yep.
1: you know what was the, one of the craziest things for me was that um uh, at the height of, of me being you know, social captain of everything, um, Instagram, Facebook, and whatsoever. Um, I, I stepped back at some point, and I just, I really realized how much information about my life was available on these things to, to clients facing. You know, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, and I, I don't post, you know, a lot of stuff publicly. Um, but just looking back at certain things, um, uh, I came back into my shop not too long ago, and, uh, you know, it was right after I took a couple of days off my birthday, and someone who I'd never met before in my entire life walked past me and goes, goes hey, birthday boy. Um, and I was, I was absolutely taken back by it. And I immediately just felt like disgusted that I was like, Hi, I don't know how this stranger at all. I have no idea how they know this thing about me. I have no idea what aspect of my life they know. Uh, and for a while, the weirdest thing that someone could ever come into the shop and say to me, and you know, everyone, a lot of people know me, vouch for this, um, was like, I was like, oh, I follow you on Tumblr. And I was like, oh, God, now I have no idea how much this, how much this person knows about my life um and it's weird you know it's it's like you don't necessarily think that you have to keep those two things separate because there's a lot of industries and a lot of careers in the world where you know no one's going to look up the the instagram page of their dentist by any means it doesn't matter at all but um piercers in making ourselves out to be rock stars um unfortunately put ourselves in that spotlight and people feel kind of entitled to the details of our lives sometimes um which is kind of a weird thing if you're not familiar with what that feels like to to be that person um and it's kind of uncomfortable and it's Really interesting thing to think about, and it really makes you realize how much of yourself you're putting out there, and how much of yourself you might not want to put out there, and how much of yourself you might just want to keep to yourself for a while. You know, it's like you were saying—you don't know how much it's going to affect you later on, or how much someone's going to see something that you wrote when you're 15. Now, um, you know, 20 years in the future, when you're trying to run for office or you're, you know, filing your application for APP board member or something, and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, you never, you never know, you, and you have no idea where you're going to be, like. Ah, oh, God. OK, this is an old man, statement. Thank God that like digital cameras just started to become a thing when I was getting out of
1: high school. Yeah, same like, here actually. Yeah, I'm very happy.
0: Like thank God, you know, like because this is this is something that like, you know, younger generations haven't had to deal with before. And it is something that, yeah, it's going to be rad when you're like 97 sitting in a chair and you're like, wow, I remember that one time. Like, yeah, well, so do I. But I don't I don't have pictures for you." Mm-hmm like I remember actually doing it. So it is what it is. But so Tobias, how do you, I know that we've, we've discussed a lot of things here and like how you feel about social, social media and your representation of it currently versus what it used to be has been made abundantly clear. But how do you feel about the current state going forward of social media in our industry?
1: Um, I believe it it both benefits and, uh, negatively affects um, both uh, clients and people. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the one thing that I will I will absolutely see. when it comes to social media in the industry at this point, um, I think that there are things to keep in mind and there are things to keep in perspective. Um, the one thing I have always been really adamant about from day one is that uh, nothing any piercer does at all ever will affect the industry. Keep that in mind. We have had people go to jail for things before. We have had people be on television shows doing terrible surface anchor projects that we all thought would result in the worst legislation ever And the end of the industry. Doesn't happen. Um, what you will affect is your local community. You'll affect the industry itself internally. Um, and that's what's really important to keep in mind. Um, I think that there's a lot of great social networking that happens. Um, the Piercer Babes Forum is probably one of the things that I think is one of the best things that happened in the industry in a while because it's taken a group of people who maybe would have felt um, intimidated to post in some main groups and really made a, new, like, a great community out of that. I think that's wonderful. Um, I think that people using networking to like severely benefit their industries and their like local communities is great. And people who are trying to learn more about it, um, but I think there's definitely parts of it that are that are, are hurtful. Um, the stuff we talked about earlier about. Um, Some community aspects where people might not be the nicest when it comes to to helping each other or might have natural vendettas about each other or just be kind of mean personalities is a negative. Um, I think that the general attitude of continuing the concept of piercers as rock stars is a negative by all means because I can scroll through my feed and see people doing things specifically just to get Instagram likes or to look zany and crazy and um, do all the stuff that would be generally apprehensible behavior for regular humans. Um, and so there's, there's definitely positives and there's definitely, there's people at both ends of the spectrum and there's a bunch of people in the middle of it. Um, but I think focus on what you're doing, focus on yourself, uh, focus on doing the best piercing possible, focus on being the best person possible, focus on being the nicest person to your clients and you will seriously go further than you could ever possibly imagine. You know, um, if you're worried about, you know, being recognized for being the best piercer in the world, the one number one advice I could possibly give you, um, is to honestly just do great work put out quality work and the right people will notice i promise you it happens all over the world on a regular basis some of my favorite piercers are people who would never set foot in a learning forum or never post anything on facebook and never tell anyone what to do anything they're just sitting there they're quiet they're doing their own work and it's wonderful i envy those people more than anyone else in the world um and that's probably the number one thing that i could possibly say is that you know um if you want to try something Go into work tomorrow, do an awesome piercing with beautiful jewelry on a fun client. Don't tell anybody. Enjoy it for what it is. Look at that client when they look in the mirror. See that smile on their face. It's great. Love it. Take a picture of it if you want to. Hang on to it. You know, live in that moment for a minute and, and realize that the reason we all did this, the reason we all decided to do this job, and the reason we all come to work on a daily basis, is to see a smile on our clients' faces at the end of whatever we're doing, or to, to help somebody out, or to solve a problem, or to make someone feel better about themselves. At the end of the day, it does not matter how many fucking likes your Instagram picture gets. It matters who left your shop happy that day. That's it. It's all we do. Do that.
0: That was perfect. <laughs> I honestly genuinely feel that way. I think having clients that are incredibly happy with the service that you've done, that have made a connection with you or have felt better about themselves or like maybe they were having a bad day that day and now they're just like on cloud nine. I think that's a thing that our industry kind of skips over sometimes. But ultimately for me, the reason why I do this is because I want to make people happy, whether that be adding a new piercing just because they think it looks cool or just reclaiming their bodies by let's say getting their ears pierced. These are the reasons why I do the things that I do. One of the things is anybody on the internet doesn't matter because they don't have the connection that
1: I have with that client. Yep. And it's, it's kind of funny to think about that. And, um, just, we're just piercers. You know, we have a job that got into this for one reason. And you know, I'll I'll be that person right now after going in that entire time, just look on the internet or have a cool job or have people in your town think you're like this awesome person sit down and rethink it because that's not the reason the rest of us are doing this and that's not the reason you should be doing this um and you know it's it's like a, that's a no true scott it's scotsman thing more than anything else in the world but um like think about what you're doing sit down just take the time to remember why you got into this and remember what about this that you is that is that you love um you know i, I got into a really bad place with everything and, and spent way too much time focusing on the wrong stuff for a long time and it, i genuinely regret it looking back on and I hope that the people who I see doing the exact same things right now will have a chance to actually stop and listen to it. And I know you're not going to, because trust me, when everyone told me this years and years ago, I wanted to have nothing to do with them and not listen to them in the slightest. Derek Lowe, of all people, had the nicest message to me at one point trying to talk to me about this. And I thought I was hot shit and he had no idea what he was talking about. And I will eat those words happily right now. Um, now, just go back to basics. Be happy with what you do. Enjoy your job. Love what you're helping your clients with. And just, you know, look at that smile on your client's face every day. Yeah. Post about it on Instagram. You know, do your job. Get some marketing out of it. Get some new followers. Get some new clients. But really take a step back and how serious you're looking at it all. It doesn't matter in the end.
0: For a rare occasion in, in our lives, we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a big deal. I I really honestly, I mean, you know, my my social media is basically pictures of dogs, pictures of board games, and pictures of me hanging out with my wife because those are the things that make me happy, and that's a way for me to share like the things that make me happy with my friends. But that's that's honestly that and nerd games are pretty much all I use the internet for currently.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I've I've had tons of free time ever since back away from everything while I was waiting for you to, to call here. I literally, uh, I bought a new camera the last couple of days and I was outside the shop in the streets of Manhattan and having fun doing that. And it's, you know, not sitting on my phone yelling at someone on Facebook is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Or getting yelled at, I should say.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm in that boat too. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> so uh, Tobias, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners uh, where they can actually follow you on social media. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they can kind of like see some of the new photography you do, but also just in case they ever want to come in and have that personal connection and meet you and possibly visit you, um, the next time that they're in New York.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the one thing I'll say before that is I have had to to ask me questions, learn anything whatsoever, whether it's piercing related, whether it's social media related, whether it's life related um if you want to listen to me babble on regardless uh my the door's open um you're always welcome to ask and i'm always receptive um uh if you're looking to get a hold of me um like i said i'm located at uh, pure body arts in manhattan um you can find me online uh, at tobias x valone uh at uh just.com um that's my main website that's pretty much all i'm gonna give out now because that's really all i want to really have anymore um, that website has a portfolio on it, contact info, Instagram links, that sort of stuff. Um, so everything's on there for the most part. But you can find me if you need questions, or you know, you want to chat, you're super interested, or genuinely, honestly, if you find yourself in a similar position right now and you didn't think you were there, or you're not sure if you're there, let me know. I'll talk to you about it for hours and hours and hours, and uh, I will eat my words gladly.
0: Yeah, I think I think that goes for for both of us in that regard. Like I, the reason why I do this podcast is because I want to make sure that. People that are in our industry, whether they be, you know, veterans or whether they be, you know, people who just started here a week ago, these are these are things that a lot of us discuss behind closed doors but that aren't really talked about a lot in the open because you're afraid to talk about these type of things because you may be perceived as not being the most popular. So if you do have any questions, if you do have concerns and I'm pretty positive that all of my past guests on this show feel this way, feel free to reach out to me and I can try to direct you towards these people to speak to, especially if you're within this industry. With that being said, these conversations that we do have don't just apply to our own industry. So even if you are a listener and you are feeling something very serious, similar, we can probably help you out with our past experiences and probably and hopefully push you onto the right path towards, you know, getting some answers or getting some insight to the situation that you may be in. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Tobias, I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me and being incredibly honest uh, with me. Uh, I don't have a Will Von Dad title for you, but maybe like old man Tobias.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for uh, for letting me ramble about myself for a while. (laughs)
0: No, absolutely. I really appreciate it. And I really I, I do genuinely mean this. It's absolutely amazing seeing how much you've grown from the one personality into the next. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with where you are. I'm really happy with where, you know, your adventures have taken you. And um, I'm really excited to see where things go in the future.
1: Thank you. Uh, I am I am beyond happy at this point in my life and my career where i was before so um it's a it's a position i'm pretty happy to take
0: uh yeah so you'll have to send me a few of those new awesome photos uh, especially because i miss new york so much
1: <laughs> will do man anytime
0: don't worry folks after recording the episode, I realized the irony in asking for Tobias's social media handles so folks can follow him. As we said before, it's a double-edged sword. Tobias can be found in person at Pure Body Arts, which is located in Manhattan, New York City. I've been there before. It's a pretty fun neighborhood with something always going on. If you're within a few hours drive, I suggest going to check out the shop and the area around it. Links to his social media can be found in this week's show notes. In other news, I've now entered finals for the semester. Things are pretty hectic, but I'm glad that I can continue the podcast roughly every two weeks. I like to take my time and create content that is both inspiring and informative, because frankly, I feel you listeners deserve it, because you take time out of your life to listen to this podcast, and I truly appreciate it. I'll be headed home to New York and Pennsylvania this month to visit my family for the holidays. I hope to record a bit with a few friends along the way, to continue my search for amazing topics. If you have suggestions for topics that I haven't covered, or guests you would like me to speak to, feel free to contact me through the website. I would like to thank our ongoing sponsors of the podcast: Other Couture Jewelry and Goldheart Woodworks. Other Couture's owner Mike Knight has been busy with an upcoming catalog that should be released in the next few months. If you're a member of our industry and would like to be added to the release list, you can email him directly with proof of involvement to michaelknightjewelry at gmail.com. Our other sponsor, Goldheart Woodworks, has been busy producing those amazing handcrafted displays that we all know and love. I enjoy watching their Instagram for the in-production videos that they post. It's truly amazing to see all the steps from raw lumber to finished product. Give his company a follow on social media to check out these production videos. You can find more information about these companies and where to find them under the Sponsors tab on our website, Real Talk, a piercing podcast.com. To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by: Rogue for Free